Darshni. And I'm Dion. Welcome to the In Life Podcast. Where we try to figure out life together. All right, should I say something funny right now? Yeah, you should, just so can. Well, dude, we should have played the teaser for you. Like, we pitched. <laughs> In our last episode, we talked about you for probably half of it. We're yeah. like, how does one describe our next guest? Yeah. And then. How many guests so have you had? Am I, I thought I was going to be the first. Yeah, the- you, yeah, you're the first guest. Yeah, you're the, you're first. the first guest. You're the right. first guest. But we had to, you know, give some context on who you are. Dion, I'll also say we have listeners in like Switzerland now. He's the same guy. He's just like <laughs> going around. You were popping during COVID, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. 1% of listeners in Switzerland, 1% in Canada. Shout out to Nancy. Wait, I don't understand the Shout out maple syrup. Shout out maple syrup. It's 1%. Uh, does that mean we have a hundred listeners? Dude, are you aren't you on the insights team? Don't you do data? <laughs> I'm Don't you do numbers? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Uh, oh my god, we don't have a hundred listeners. Wait, I have another thing to say. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was say, Franny, before you joined, Dion's voice is like one pitch higher. I swear, what? once you join, I'm not kidding. Maybe it's like Zoom acoustics adjusting. Wait, but I think this is an actual thing. You think you know it's like, like my subconscious? Males and males interacting. You like posture a little bit. I'm not even kidding. Dion, when we were talking, your voice yeah. was higher. And then now. Wait, you shouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. And you should have. Checked. Like tested it. Like have Fran leave and then keep talking to me. And then my voice is- no, because we're gonna review the tape now. Yeah, we're gonna like no. we're gonna go back on the tape before I joined, yeah. and we're gonna do an audio analysis to understand yeah. your pitch level. Yeah. All right. I don't know who's the audio engineer. I'm pretty sure I'm the audio the engineer. Audio engineer. <laughs> I know. Ripped me. What I think we should do though is, Franny, you give an intro to yourself. You know, I've never had to introduce myself before for anything like this. On a podcast. So, yeah, but um, and it's I like your. Pretend it's your first day at work. <clears throat> no, dude, that's so no. lame. Really? Yeah. He's going to give some dumb fun fact of like, <laughs> I like coffee or something. We don't want that. We want the spicy stuff. Yeah. Like, should I, is this an opportunity for me to like market myself and get followers? Yeah. Plug your IG. Hit us with the, yeah, yeah. You can we'll plug your IG. post the link on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> link below. <laughs> subscribe. Share, like, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Share, like, follow me on TikTok. By the way, I don't on TikTok this. Now? I just got it last night and it is incredible. What? Wait, isn't this what I'm saying? Isn't Dude, it Brandy is like 10 times more relevant than me and Dion combined. Correct. That's very true. Combined. Yeah. You're so yeah. relevant. You're with it. But you I like do it? bring the culture to both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. I'd say Roshni responds a little bit more. That is very true. I think, so Dion, you probably it. have like. 40 to 60 unread DMs from me at this point in time. I think you're the only person that DMs me. Constantly, oh too. Except for maybe Kathleen. Yeah, I was going to say, Dion, no one's sliding in your DMs? Uh-uh. Shocking. 
I mean, I'll tell another a small story for the listeners. I think both of you already know this. Actually, Franny definitely knows this. Do you know that song? It goes down in the DM. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. Oh, do you, I knew you would know the song. Who's it know even by? Yo Gotti or something? Maybe not. I don't even Who know. Who knows? It Anyways, it's a song that's like, it goes down in the DMs. It goes down. And I was like, huh, interesting. Because I thought DMs was Dominican Republic. And I was like, what's going on in the Dominican Republic? <laughs> I was literally like a junior in college too, like in the most relevant state of my life. And I was like, talking to my roommate, I was like, what is happening in the Dominican Republic? She's like, you absolute idiot. <laughs> it's the direct messages. And I was like. Yeah. Plus it's the DR. I don't know, dude. Just yeah. something was happening in my brain. Um. So for all our listeners out there, especially the one in Ireland, uh, today we got, a, we got a real special guest joining us. Actually, our first ever guest. If you've been following along, we hinted to this gentleman a while back. Um, but we got Franny on the podcast. Fran, do you want to give a quick intro about who you are, why we have you on, what you can offer to our listeners today? Yeah, good to kind of meet everyone. Um, I am Francisco, aka Franny, aka the one who made the uh, intro soundtrack. Are you guys yet actually using that yet? Oh, not we, yet. But on this episode, yeah, yeah. The, on this episode, we'll have the new intro soundtrack with Franny. Perfect. So that's me. Well, I think I've known Dion for what, six plus years at this wow. point. Um, we're colleagues back at our uh, workplace. We've since sleep parted ways in terms of work and i've known roshini for what four or so years yeah it's been a three, while three maybe three yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, everybody thinks my tenure is so much more than it is it yeah. must be my emotional so maturity my age my w- wisdom beyond its years i don't know i was giving Some you a few ideas out. yeah okay but yeah thanks for having me on your podcast i guess you guys did save the best for first in this I, case that's exactly so, what we say I, that's as the saying goes really save the best that. for first yeah, so I am not musically trained in any way, mm-hmm. but I love music. Um, she knows that I send her weird songs all the time. I played drums back in high school. I'm trying to pick up the guitar now. Dion, are you yawning or are you ex- like shocked? Yeah. Oh, sure. shocked. Okay, okay. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, Franny is a musical genius Side and relevant with all the. Okay, I feel like the base marker of Franny is cultural relevance. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like he knows what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'll like message him like, oh my God, did you know Pop Smoke died? And he's like, dude, that happened like 24 hours ago. How's I supposed to know? Dion doesn't even know who Pop Smoke is, you know? Like just, yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like Pop, <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, Um, I think Dion had an idea of what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, can I contextualize our relationship a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, right, right. Um, for the listeners who are mostly my friends, let's be honest. If you're not already met Franny, Franny and I used to go to the gym together all the time. He was my hype man in the gym. He was the one helping me trying to bench 100 pounds. It never happened, and all my muscles have atrophied now. We were all friends before we made this like office split. I feel like that's when Franny and I became friends. Don't you think, Franny? I don't think we were friends before that. We were like, oh, what's up? kind of people and then and then we split offices and then Franny and I were like homies yeah I think that was a big contributor to our to our friendship the gym thing for sure trying to make gains to and make then gains. I guess being being on the same account kind of oh so I thought it'd be interesting um 
given that like between the three of us, we have a good mix of essentially where we've lived geographically, if that makes sense, right? For me, having spent all my time in the Bay Area from, from birth, from the womb uh, to like now, whereas Fran, you've lived in both coasts. Roshni, you've spent time outside of the Bay. I thought it'd be interesting to like get just different perspectives on what you think, how you think that has shaped you, you know? Um, like the pros and cons of each essentially situation. And I just thought it'd be really relevant given that we're all in different places, but then also I think a lot of people are in these interesting situations um, and that we can just offer our perspective. I also want to add, I think we've talked about this before, like what home means, like when you think about home, what does that mean? And then what does it mean when you move to a new place? How does it then become home? Like what factors contribute to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that could be a cool layer to add. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Brandy, it's really interesting. I was going to say, it's a really interesting question because I've actually never lived anywhere for uh, in a single place for more than, you know, five or so years. Like I've moved essentially every five years of my life other than the fact that I was born actually in Brazil. So in, in South America, and I lived there until I was 10. But then since moving to the US, I've actually lived in a ton of different places. So my, my parents are in New Jersey and I lived there for five years for like my middle school years. I went to boarding school in New York and I lived there for four years. Um, and then I went to, to college, uh, undergrad and grad school in Rhode Island. So I lived, um, there for another five years and now I've been in California for just over just over five years so kind of all over the place and each place has kind of shaped me in a different way Hmm. um when I first moved to the U.S. and I think like this is all coupled with um the community that you were kind of surrounding yourself with right like when I first moved to the U.S. I was in a community that was predominantly um Latino and, and, and black. Um, and so, um, like most of my middle school friends were people of color. And then when I went to high school, I went to a, you know, prep school in kind of not upstate New York, but just North of the city, um, with affluent kids and also, people from all over the world. It was a, a boarding school that um, was both uh, for, for day students as well as boarding students from all over the, the world. Actually, I, my, my, my roommate uh, freshman year was Korean. And so I actually was experiencing kind of what most people experienced in college in high school for the first time. And so all of those like little experiences kind of shaped the way that I saw people, the way that I thought about people's identities and um, what I even call home is like still to me a little bit ambiguous because mm. at different parts of my life, different places I felt like home. I mean, obviously like where my parents are is usually what I attribute to home just because they raised me and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, definitely has a different meaning depending on what stage of my life you're kind of asking. It's, it's a great question. Yeah. I'm curious. I actually don't know. Why did you choose to go to boarding school or how did that become the decision for you after middle school? It's a lot of people talk about these like life moments where like you see something and you experience something and you're like, I need to do this. 
it was very much like that for me. Like I actually visited the school similarly to how most people would visit a college and literally just being on campus that day for a visit made me really want to be there for the next four years, kind of like how you might visit a school, like a college and say, this is where I want to spend the next four years of my life. It felt like that. And I just knew I wanted to be there. Um, I could have, I could have gone to school closer to home. Uh, I just chose not to. It just felt right. Yeah. I didn't know it was like your decision. I've actually never heard of that specifically for boarding school, like pre-college. Mostly I've only heard, oh, you know, my parents sent me to school for better education or in some cases, like basically because they didn't have time to take care of me. I didn't realize it was like your personal decision. That's pretty cool. I think that's the thing with the East Coast as well. Like um, Mm. I have a lot more friends who go to boarding school or whom I've heard that have gone to boarding school on the East Coast than uh, on the West Coast. But yeah, it was totally my decision. If it had been up to my parents, they would have kept me as close to home as possible, especially Mm -hmm. having like Latino parents. They... They're all about keeping their kids close, um, very family oriented, but I just wanted to have this kind of independent experience and no regrets. I would actually send my kids to boarding school uh, if they wanted to go. Yeah, I feel like you had, I remember, didn't we go out with like some other of our coworkers and like people who go to boarding school have this like really tight knit community when they go to boarding school that I feel like I didn't have. Like I never saw my like first family was always just my family at home. It wasn't people at school, right? Like when I would come home, it would just be my family here. I wouldn't like go hang out with friends all the time and consider them the people who I needed support from for a large part of my life until I got to college, honestly, when I had to like build my own community and like find people to help me go through whatever emotional things or need support through difficult times, which I think is so cool. Like, do you think that influenced how close you are with your family? Yeah, for sure. But, but let me ask you guys too, like, did you guys enjoy going to college and being there by yourselves and, in, you know, really mm. independent way and kind of creating mm. your own communities? You want to go first, Roshni? Oh, sure. Um, well, I will say like when I made the decision to choose my, uni- whatever, I went to UCLA, um, I was choosing between Dion's school and mine. And I didn't choose Dion's because it was too close to home like just literally just so close, only an hour away from home. And I didn't want that. Um, So yeah, I mean, what I've reflected a lot about in moving and like in finding community and what home means, like the reason why I asked that is because I feel like I had that experience when I went to university and how much it was dictated by the people I surrounded myself by. And the reason why I brought up like this concept of what family means to me is because even a lot in Asian culture, I feel like we don't talk about problems to friends. It's just in the family. Like my parents have said that many times to me, like, don't tell anyone this, like, don't tell anyone this. Or if I'm like fighting with my parents for some reason, like we don't talk about that. It's just like in the family. And so then when I got to university, it was the first time where I was like, uh, this feels really unhealthy for me not to be able to talk to anybody about anything happening in my life for me. And so then I like created a family when I was in university. But I'm sure both of you know, like LA has never been a place that I've wanted to live. Like it's not a place that I feel a lot of kinship with other than the people there. And so there's like this interesting tension, I feel like with just like feeling at home in a geographical location versus feeling at home because of the people that are there. Um, Because I definitely just felt at home because I found these people who are my family and who are my family to this day. 
And I probably wouldn't move to LA unless all of them were there and I could just all mob around and like be that family again. Um, it was a great experience. I think I talked to Dion about this too. Like I just learned what loyalty meant beyond uh, blood relation. Like I found that it was something really important to me and it came naturally to me for people who I wanted to commit to. And I didn't know that about myself until, until I got to university. Yeah, I can, um, I resonate a bit with the, like, keep it within the family kind of thing. Um, but at least for me, it was like a step further, which is not only are you not supposed to, you know, talk about things outside of the family, but you don't actually even really talk about problems inside of the family, right? Like arguments happen or like really crazy I wouldn't say like life defining, but like serious conversations or arguments happen. And then it kind of just is radio silent. And so it's almost like a situation where you can't even talk to anyone. And for me, at least um, going to Berkeley, it, it was close to home, but having been in the same literal city, the same suburb, the same neighborhood for 18 years prior, even though it was so close to home, it still felt really far away, if that makes sense. Um, but I definitely do think that, like something I see a lot, and Fran, I'd love your opinion on this, is essentially how the fact that like you've moved around to so many different places and almost had to like reset so many different times and essentially adapt to like being uncomfortable how that's shaped your mindset how that's shaped like your even like self-drive and willpower because definitely for me like even joining medallia um i would say yes you know i was eager to meet the people and make friends but that drop off to like level of comfort and just like okay i'm good with my friend circle i don't need to meet anyone anymore i felt like it i felt that much quicker because it was like well i'm just comfortable right like i'm so close to home and the people i know that it's not necessarily something i need to do and i feel like in a lot of ways it's actually a disadvantage yes you know each individual can decide that level of energy and excitement for themselves but it's a disadvantage because then you very quickly just stop putting in as much energy maybe as you might want to, or you sometimes you don't even realize it. Right. And so I guess for both of you guys, like going to a totally new place, being essentially by yourself for at least a while, you kind of develop and hone these subconscious skills of like meeting people, doing things, going out, exploring areas. And I'd love to get like your perspective on that. Yeah. What do you think, Fran? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm also uh, an introvert. So right. like going out and meeting people and being proactive about that, I would say is not a strength of mine, but I have been put in all of these situations where I'm moving and just having to make new friends. And so I think that's kind of forced me to, um, step out of my comfort zone a little bit. The other thing that I would say, and maybe this is going a little bit off topic, but I think everyone kind of has their niche 
and things that they really vibe with. And oftentimes you will just organically find friends as a result of that. So for me, like one constant in my life, no matter where I've been, has been like soccer. So in every community that I have been in, I've always found a group of people who love the sport as much as I do. And I can have conversations with them about it. I can go and play. And so that's always been a way for me to kind of start my community. And I've never really, just because soccer is such an international thing, I've never felt alone no matter where I've been. And I've always, always been able to find that with that. So I think if, if you are someone who is in a situation where you are moving or you're finding yourself in a new community, don't know how to get started, I don't think that you necessarily need to go and try to be something that you're not. Just find a group of people that you kind of vibe with, um, doing the things that you already enjoy doing and, and start there. The funny thing about all of this is that like neither of you really play soccer and I have formed like really great relationships with you. But um, I think that like starting with where you're really comfortable with um, helps. And then from there, you know, friends of friends will connect you and, 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 and you'll go from there. So I think um, that that's just been kind of how I've approached it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I am probably more naturally extroverted. Um, although I will say in like the past two or three years, that has waned a lot more. Like I just would rather spend time by myself than with people who are draining my energy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the reason I, I've th I thought a lot about like assimilation, I guess, in this, like when I was in university, I was able to like hone my identity into something that I wanted and wasn't so influenced by people around me, but there were times where it ebbed, right? Like, I think to your point, Franny, of like trying to find your niche, what I had tried to do when I first entered university was like find my niche through my cultural identity. And then I realized like I was super conforming to what these people were like at my university and I was not that, but I just thought like, oh, this feels comfortable to me, like hanging out with Indian people, like this has been my life, like I've done this outside of school for so long. And then I kind of felt like I wasn't me, like it wasn't really myself, but the trade-off was I had this huge community, like for those who don't know like UCLA just has a ton of Indian people and they mob hard like if I wanted to go to a party I suddenly had that connection like if I wanted to have like college experiences I felt like I could do it but at the cost of being like this doesn't feel super authentic to me or like these people don't resonate a lot with who I am so then I had to like balance this idea of like oh I found community but it's not even what I want and like where do I, how what are the markers for people who I like want to hang out with and it honestly took me a while because then I realized my markers were like so different or like just more um, hidden, I guess. Like it wasn't an interest. It was more like, oh, you like to talk about random things. You like to go on random adventures, blah, 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 all these things. Um, but like one thing, I have a, one of my, my cousin like moved around a lot when he was growing up. He like lived in India for, I think, seven years, then in Manchester or Massachusetts, then just moved every like two or three years and he like super just assimilated exactly to what the culture was there and mm -hmm. I think he lost a lot of his identity as he moved and I like he's a senior in college now and he calls me like pretty frequently and is like I'm feeling lost and like these people who I'm surrounded by are like all these frat guys and I'm like friends with them but I can't talk about emotional things I can't talk about like being stressed out with school because like we just don't talk about those things and like then I was like oh I kind of 
resonate with parts of that, you know, like moving around a lot kind of makes you want to hyper assimilate to the, co the community you're in so you can get friends like immediately to like you. Have you guys had that experience before? Like when you go into a new place, just being like, uh, I kind of just want to have people to like me rather than being lonely and sad for a long period of time. I think there's a little bit of that social pressure when you're younger and potentially when you're in college, but I think eventually you kind of find that people will appreciate you for who you are as you get older. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the group of friends that you really want to hang out with are the ones that just like you for being like your quirky self, if that's the kind of person you are or just being who you are. And so I think, yeah, definitely at times, especially in high school, like I mentioned, that transition to me going from like predominantly um, Latino black community of uh, just, um, just, you know, mostly people of color and, and, just difficult situations to an affluent white community uh, with students from all over the world was very, very different. And I don't think I fully internalized that when I, when I accepted my, um, my offer to go to that high school. And as a result, I feel like I had to do, like I, I did do things to try and blend in and, and fit into that situation. But over time, I felt like I could be more and more of myself because I realized at the end of the day, like people appreciated me and loved me for who I was and not because of what I was trying to be. So I think there is that social pressure when you first enter those situations, but you just have to become more and more comfortable with who you are and find the people who appreciate you for who you are. I know it's easier said than done, but kind of, yeah. You, you look back at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's really what I should have done. Yeah. It's kind of, um, I think a lot of people have that same line of thought, as in, I think almost everyone can relate to the statement of remembering a time back when they were younger and they did something cringy, something that just clearly wasn't who they were. And the question of like, yeah, why didn't I just either know who I was better or just be okay with who I was better? Um, I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's also like something that's ubiquitous regardless of if you've been like me, who's just been okay. in the area my whole life, this 25 mile square radius, or you guys who've just been in various parts of the world, essentially. Um, I think it's pretty interesting too. Dion, do you feel the desire to want to <clears throat> like uproot yourself and create a whole new community? Or well, did you ever feel that? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, like kind of related. I remember when I first started working and there were so many people like including Fran, for example, who moved to the Bay area. Right. And they're always so keen about like, Oh, it's my first weekend here. Second weekend here. I'm going to go on a road trip to some national park. Right. That's like two and a half hours away. And I would be like, whoa, I've never been there before. Tell me how, tell me how it is. <laughs> right. And they'd be like, what? You've lived here for how long and you haven't? Um, and it's like, oh yeah. And I, it never really hit me really until I started working that it was like, oh, I guess I just always thought it'll always be there. So I never had to feel like, oh, you know, time is of the essence. I need to go and do things. I think for me specifically, there's definitely like during the hot, during the, I would say like the lows of my life, there have certainly been times where it's like, yeah, you know, this is kind of stale. It's kind of like 
I, whether it is who I am or how others see me, I'm surrounded by essentially an environment where my identity is almost like set. That makes sense. And what, do it, it, <clears throat> what do you mean by that? Like people's perception of me, of who I am, of what I'm into, what I do, what I don't do, you know, things like that. And it would almost, to me, it was like, and to this day, I still feel some of this sometimes. It's like, it would almost be easier if I just pieced out and just moved halfway across the country, the world, the state even, and just been dropped in an environment where I'm forced to, you know, make new friends, meet new people. Not necessarily, not necessarily like reform who I am, but like reshape what people think of me. If that makes sense. Yeah. That, that seemed almost easier than like, trying to find a new community or a new group of people here uh, here because you just in some way whether it's mentally or not like you just felt constricted or you felt like uh everyone kind of knows everyone so one way or another like they'll be like oh yeah you know i have a friend who knows you or i heard about you stuff like that Mm. um yeah i think it's i've definitely had that thought before and what do you think would be hard for you like, let's say you did this. Like, yeah. Let's say like next year you live in LA. That's not like so far, but yeah. like not here. You don't have your college or family community. How, what do you think would be difficult about it? Um, so like by nature, I'm extroverted and I enjoy building communities. That being said, like I've never been in a situation where I've had to literally start from scratch and just be alone for like a hundred square miles, right? So I think it would just be like learning how to do that. Like I I always just think about, all right, I moved, packed the U-Haul, moved to an apartment. I'm sitting like on the floor and it's like, I wake up the next morning, day one, what do I do? Like I have no clue, literally no clue because I've never really had to do that before. Or rather it's like in my mind, I've never had that sort of mental block, right? Even for example, going to college where it's like, I don't know anyone on my floor in my building, but somewhere in the back of my mind, it was almost like this confidence or something or just something to fall back on to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm home. I'm familiar. So this is not that hard. So I think the hardest part would be that mental block. Yeah. Got it. You speak about the mental block, but it's almost like you're saying that the physical, like almost like the geographical aspect of it is what makes you still feel comfortable about it all. So in other words, like the fact that you moved to college, but you were still in the Bay Area, Bay Area made you feel comfortable that that move was going to be okay. And it wasn't that drastic for you because at the end of the day, you could always, you know, just quick car ride back home and, and you'd be with your parents and your friends. So for you, like in order for you to overcome that mental barrier, you also need to overcome the physical and geographical area yeah. of being yeah. away from the people that you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I think that fallback thing is so legit. Like I knew friends who were from LA and when we were first years, it would just be like, dude, where are you all the time? And they'd like go home uh, very frequently. And like, I couldn't go home as frequently as them. And I think it, it, I mean, there's some balance to it, but like, it felt less immersive, I guess. Like, I can't just like sit here and be alone and feel uncomfortable being alone because I just will go home if I like, I'm feeling that way. Do you feel for both of you, do you, how do you think like the, your moving or lack of moving has shaped how comfortable you are with being alone? 
like just being by yourself and doing things by yourself. Hmm. I would say for me, it's like a different context almost. Like I think me not having been in a net new, totally new environment hasn't really shaped how I feel about being alone. But what has shaped it is more of like me being in a long-term relationship, starting at a young age, Mm. uh, living in the suburbs. Like, so for example, um, when like the offices split, right? Even with that split, like I was the only, really the only person I knew in our like peer set, let's say, whether it's from college or from work or even from high school. I was the only person that I knew that was like living in the peninsula of the Bay area, right? Everyone was either SF South SF was like the younger crowd. South Bay was like people who just started families really early. And then East Bay was like a lot of friends from college. And so from that regard, it was just like having to get used to either putting myself out there a little bit more because knowing that, okay, I'd have to like commute to the city to like hang out or whatnot versus just, okay, this weekend I'm going to be alone and be okay spending time alone. So that is what I think has shaped me a little bit more as opposed to like not moving somewhere, for example. Mm. But yeah. I had no idea that the office split made you think that way or made you feel that way. Yeah. I didn't know either until it happened. And then like it became just so apparent that when people are like, oh yeah, we're gonna hang out at like Dolores this weekend. It was like, oh, that's kind of far from me. Like, yeah. do I wanna drive 40 minutes, find parking, one way, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, ah, oh, okay, maybe not. You know, yeah. like, it didn't really hit me until it happened because it's almost like the physical situation thing. You were kind of forced to confront this and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that like you didn't have built in socializing in the office all the time because some of your friends were not there anymore. Right. So like that input is gone. That's interesting. Yeah. What about you, Fran? I was just reflecting a little bit on, um, for example, when I first moved to California, I actually lived in Redwood City. So in the suburbs. And eventually I realized that in order to like fully integrate myself with my friends and have a little bit more of an active lifestyle, I needed to move to the city. Um, So I actually picked having uh, one and a half hour commute each way, basically three hours commuting a day from the city to Palo Alto to instead have um, an active social life during the weekend in the city, be able to, you know, go out at night, have brunch with friends over the weekends, be able to just take a quick um, ride and hang out at the park. And, and, and I found that that was important to me. Um, so I think you, you've got to kind of, pick and choose your battles too about what's important to you um and to me that felt like the right decision because you know going back to what feels like home yes I had you know tons of like great amenities in Redwood City I had a car I had I had yeah I had the life honestly but I didn't have like the ease of hanging out with people and 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 building that community i think everything like every single one of us has talked about not like when we talk about uh, where we've moved to it's funny that we aren't just talking about the geography we're talking about like the communities that we've built like, i think that's been the common theme across everything everything we said and for me like that's what it was i feel like i was lacking for those first two years like the community 
And it was always an effort for me to come up to city and hang out with people. So I made that, that trade off to be able to do that. Um, so I think, you know, when you're, when you're moving and when you're, when you're making those sorts of life decisions, um, you've got to, you've got to think about what's important to you at that point in time. And yeah, kind of just go for it. Do you feel, what about this loneliness thing? Like, did you feel, how did that ebb and flow as you made moves? Like throughout my life? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and, and maybe it's part of being an introvert, but I, I am okay with being alone. I, I'm also like an introspective person. Um, it's not like I can be alone for a really long time, but how I recharge myself is, you know, through being alone. And so I've never really had an issue with that. Um, but I've never felt lonely. So I think that's also important. And I don't mean to go into a whole debate about like lonely versus lonely versus alone, but, um, no matter where I have gone, I've always managed to find a community of, of people. Um, and so, yes, I'm very okay with being alone, but I've never actually felt lonely regardless of where that I've been. That's fascinating. Yeah. Dion's face like made a whole new expression uh, I've never seen before. It's, it's, it's funny because like, as like, that was actually a little bit of a concern as I took on a new job um, a few months ago, like I had such a good community with you guys at work. And, you know, the, one of the reasons I love our, our company is because we not only hung out at work, but outside of work, um, I feel like you guys are friends and not just coworkers. And I was scared that I wouldn't have that with my new job. Um, but thankfully like I have a really great team, obviously because the pandemic, it hasn't been the same in terms of culture. And I don't think I'll ever find the same thing that we had. Um, but that, that was a concern. And then for you, Dion, who is, you know, potentially embarking on a similar journey very soon, you will have to kind of undergo that and find a new quote unquote home or community for yourself. And you'll have to do that virtually. So I think that's also an interesting thing for you to think about like how you're going to navigate that and what that might feel like. Yeah. It was actually one of the reasons I, I would say I was excited is that knowing it, that it would force me to get out of this funk of like staleness or comfort or lack of engagement or whatnot. Like I see my, it's, I'm actually worried, not that I won't find it, but worried about like how peppy, how (laughs) energized that I might be like the first few months because it's like, Oh, something I haven't really had to do in a long time. Oh, meaning you don't know, like, if you will be peppy or will no, be energetic. I think I will be, but it's just more like, am I going to be too much? Am I going to be too Oh, what is, is it, it gonna like? Drain me? Like, am, am I going to be yeah. tired? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, big dog. Damn. Cutie nugs. I'm so happy we met each other. Yeah. Anyways. This is a good squad. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm sure you guys know, but all of my peers are like, how do you guys hang out outside of work and at work mm-hmm. and over the weekend? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why do you go to the gym with your coworkers and, like, and spend an extra hour and a half with <laughs> them? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, why wouldn't I do that? It's so fun. I just, yeah. I mean, maybe it won't ever happen again, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I think once. All of my friends who asked me that, it 
somehow feels like my first job out of college felt like a continuation of college in a lot of ways, Yeah, which is hard to explain. But I think part of it is, you know, we're all very similar in age. Uh, I think our company just tends to hire people that have like similar ambitious, think very similarly, are very smart, uh, are like go-getters and we just kind of like vibe. And so like naturally this would be the type of people that I want to hang out with anyway. Yeah. And the fact that we work just creates that additional bond. So I never felt like I didn't want to hang out with my coworkers. Yeah. I remember when I went to Japan with some of my coworkers and then we like came back that Monday, they were like, my friends were, who weren't there were like, you want to hang out with them still? Like <laughs> after you traveled with them? And then I was like, yeah, mm, <laughs> maybe not tomorrow, but the day after I'd be down. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Aw, well, Fran, thanks for being our first guest. Yeah, I hope to come back at some point soon and hopefully I'll see some more intros from me. Oh yeah, yeah. Plug. What, what's your what's your DJ name? Uh, cooking with Cisco. Oh, there it is. Cooking with IG. Cisco. Oh, my cooking God. in the lab. But uh, <laughs> yeah, cooking up a couple things for you. Uh, plug them into your podcast. Oh, let's like. go. You know. Let's go. <laughs> Miss you guys lots. All right. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Manny. Bye, guys. Peace. If you liked what you heard, send us an email at inlifepod at gmail.com for a question you'd like us to discuss. Thanks for listening.